Welcome back, everybody, to the Brubble Podcast, you know, a podcast exploring your know, young voices and perspectives around the Brussels bubble and occasionally ranking the most exciting European and global topics. So, joining me, I'm Simon, and this is my co-host. Hello, and I'm Daniel, Simon's co-host. Yes. Are we excited about the, the topic at hand today? I am, yes. We had a bit of back and forth on what this uh, third episode would be, uh, the difficult third album. Uh, and and I'm glad on what we've settled on. I, I think there'll be some lively debate. There'll be some um, roasting in the comments on Reddit, I imagine. Uh, but like, you could say it. it's a landmark episode. See, this so is we're, we're getting it already. This is why we had an audience of one there for a short moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the man, the man outside the box is left. So yeah. clearly, he, he didn't think it was a very good podcast, which is understandable. Ah. I have a question though, because right now we're basing the podcast around the top. We're go, we've assigned, we've, we've chosen for each European country a, a landmark, their top one landmark. So of course, at least in debate about what it is, because some have too many landmarks. But what qualifies a landmark or a monument or whatever we have here? Because we have an, like an eclectic mix of random things. What do you think the main theme is connecting these? Is it just a big thing they built? Because some of these aren't buildings. Is this something that represents a nation? Because some of them, you know, aren't that representative. I think, uh, yeah, like being iconic. Right. Is important. Like if, yeah, if somebody thinks of the country, then they think of this. Or it's like bigger and better than any other country's version of the same thing. Right. So like size matters in this equation. It's an interesting thing to note because there are some uh, interesting examples I'll bring up in that case. Perfect. Because yeah. some countries may have done it bigger yeah. and better. I think it's the, the essence of it, in a sense. Mm. There's something that could only be in that place. Mm, I, think very that, true. I think that really counts for something. Very true, very true. Shaped by the conditions and the history and, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to nail down because, like, there, there are some weird national animals, as we've seen, mm-hmm. that represent a country and... Uh, even like a flag, like the, the stories can be a little bit odd and unpredictable. Yeah, and I will say there's some of these countries, particularly you Baltic states, stuff like that, where I'm not as familiar with history. So my my shooting at which landmark should be there is, is you know up for debate. But I found some interesting ones. So without much further ado, let's get into this bracket. The way this is gonna work, we've selected 32 countries, all the European member states, plus a few fun ones in and around Europe. Um, and we've put them together, put an Excel sheet, random number generated, all random matchups, and we're going to pit them against each other. And whichever one wins will win the prize of getting uh, shouted at by my colleagues. There um, we go. Tomorrow for picking the wrong one. <laughs> right, right, right. The Cypress flag. Some people were very upset about that. Yeah. Okay. So let's go into our first little matchup here. So our first matchup is... The Irish Cliffs of Moher. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Yes. So these are some big rocks on the coast. I'm sure Dan will elaborate in a second. And the Danish Little Mermaid, which is a statue of Little Mermaid from Hans Christian Andersen's uh, historic, uh, historic uh, fairy tale located in the Danish harbor uh, of Copenhagen. Would you like to kick us off this time by sharing some fun facts on the Cliffs of Moher? Because I did not do a lot of research in this one because you, as people may know, are Irish. I am from Ireland, so this is my big moment. I can even stop pronouncing my THs now if I'm going to talk about some <laughs> Irish. It's perfect. Uh, okay, disclaimer, I've never been to the Cliffs of Moher. It's the most popular tourist attraction in your country. Yes, that is correct. But also, 
as people who've been to Ireland will know, if you don't have a car, you are in difficulty. Uh, you are shattered, right. basically. I don't drive, uh, and for some reason it wasn't really on um, like my family's radar um, as like a holiday spot when I was a kid. I mean, it looks I, so I, warm I, and inviting. I know. <laughs> I, 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 my, my parents have gone. They, they, they went with like some like English relatives at some point. Mm-hmm. I might have gone when I was like two or three. Uh, Backtracking already. Double check my mother, but okay. I don't. I don't recall ever being to Cliffs of Moher. And now you got to pay for it as well. There's a car park. Ten euros per adult. Yeah, t- exactly. So like Research. it's it's kind <laughs> of um, being being commercialized. But they are the tallest uh, sea cliffs in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I yeah. think they'll claim that title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the other hand, Denmark in Copenhagen has the Little Mermaid statue. It's it's quite small actually. L- little emphasized a little. It's about one meter twenty six from mm-hmm. if I'm correct. It's a small thing. And some fun facts about it: it's been beheaded twice. It lost an arm. It's been covered in paint six times. And in two thousand three, it was blown up by explosive and explosives and knocked off its perch. And are these for a variety of causes or just like? I think a few of them, I think some feminist groups claim responsibility. I saw okay. just some random things. The other thing is, this thing's easy to get at. You can, I haven't seen it, but from the pictures I've seen, the crowds are pretty close to me. You could take a good leap and yeah. basically be on it. See, it, this is interesting because um, I, I was in Copenhagen like two and a bit years ago, and the consensus was do not go to the Little Mermaid <laughs> statue. It's a super overrated, it's like mannequin piss. Like levels of overrated, right. like it's a tiny statue. At least Manic Piss is like right in the center, so you can kind of just like walk past it and you're, you're there and you can see it for like a minute. Right. But with Little Mermaid, like it's actually not like very central. They don't even dress it up. No, they don't dress it up either. So like if you're visiting Copenhagen, you kind of have to go out of your way to see the statue. Mm. And I, I was like, nah, I've got better things to do when I'm here, so I, I didn't. So buy this is see it. two things you should have seen. But you didn't buy it. Yeah, see. but you know what? Like when I when I'm when I'm visiting a place, guys, I'm not like a tourist. You know, I'm a traveler. I'm not just doing the Instagram right, spots. I'm right. just going to see the little mermaid statue because that's what you do. I, I I was really inhabiting the local culture, you know. See, I was hoping you'd make a stronger case for the Cliffs of Moher because I still don't know what's so special about them. That they're tall. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Like. Are, is there anything else to sway me towards them? Because Little Mermaid, I think, is a bit more... It's easier to, like, put on a T-shirt. Uh, well, like, I, I, I think there is something, like, about the, um... Like, stretching it almost into the infinite. Like, right. if you're on a clip somewhere, you're looking out, like, next stop is, like, you know, Newfoundland. And the, the, there is something kind of... Um, that makes you feel very small. Right. Uh, if you're on, like, the west coast of Ireland, and you're looking out, and you just realise... Yeah, there, there's like nothing out there for like uh, thousands of miles. And you look into the great abyss of promise. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh God, Canada's over there. So I'm just going to leave this up to you because I don't have very strong feelings either way. And every episode we've done so far, Ireland has a lost first round. So do you want to push it over the edge this time or will you take The Little Mermaid? Uh, no, I... Um I, I, I've heard bad things about The Little Mermaid. Now, the monetization of Samohar is uh, an unpopular thing with a lot of people uh, in Ireland, but uh, they are quite beautiful um, by all accounts. Uh, in the right weather, of course, it is Ireland. Uh, but yeah, Little Mermaid, it's um, it's cute, but like I, I think um, it's overhyped. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, moving onwards then to our next matchup. 
This is the Bulgarian Alexander Nevsky Cathedral and the European Union's Berlaymont Building. So the way I kind of structured this, the, the Alexander Nevsky Cathedral is like this, uh, it's one of the largest Orthodox cathedrals in the world and created in honor of Russian soldiers who died defending Bulgaria from Turkey in the Russo-Turkish Wars in 1877 to 1878. It's a nice building. Yeah, it is a nice building. It kind of looks like a couple of churches stacked on top of each other. That's a good observation. You know, it, 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 there's a lot of different domes going on. It's, um, it's kind of like... I don't know if it actually is Baroque, uh, but it feels very kind of like OTT. And I, I, right. I kind of like that about it. Um, and yeah, the gold domes as well, mixed to green. I think it's a nice color scheme. Uh, like, you know, it, it, it looks kind of different to other cathedrals. Um, right. that, maybe that that's our Western European bias speaking. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I've less experienced about that part of the world. Uh, but yeah, it's a nice cathedral. Speaking about buildings that, look, that, don't, that do look like other buildings, the EU's Berlaymont. I chose this to represent the EU because it is on the logo. It is kind of like the adopted monument or landmark for the European Union yeah, as the institutional part. It is. It's a bit, yeah, it's a bit meh. Any thoughts on this one? Um, I, 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 really I, I, people have very strong opinions on it not being very pretty. I don't mind the free curved shape, except it gets overdone really quickly, I feel like. Like, the first time you see it, you're like, ooh, that could be impressive. And then the next day, it's like, oh, it's just an administrative building. It doesn't, yeah. the, 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 mag, the grandioseness doesn't stick. Yeah, like, I, I think the shape is interesting. The exterior, though, like, kind of the the grade style, mm-hmm. um, like, it almost looks like there's, like, a, uh, yeah, like, a, a grading over it. I, I, I don't really, um, I really enjoy that. I do like to be, like, poster that, that you know, right. that, that they hang Right on, on kind of the, uh, the 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 narrow end of it, um, that that kind of adds a bit of drama to proceedings. But I feel like if they hung this poster on that church, it would detract from the church. So what you're saying yes. is this: it just adds a bit of spice to a building that's already kind of boring. Yeah, I think that's fair. It, yeah. it, it adds a little bit of variety. But you know, like I don't need my administrative buildings to be <laughs> beautiful. Like that's that, that that's enough. okay. It's not administrative. It's also residence. Oh, true. For Ursula von der Leyen. Don't, don't uh, mm-hmm. disrespect yeah. her home there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apologies uh, to her crib. Uh, 13th floor. 13th floor, yeah. Uh, unlucky for some, but not for her. I guess not. She hasn't died yet, so. No. Uh, Knock on wood there. I, I don't mean to curse anything there. Yeah, uh, yeah like the EU, um, there, it, ha- it has some nice buildings, nicer buildings, but like it's, um, you know, it's a low bar. Yeah. One other fun fact with the Alexander Nevsky Cathedral, as I move it on, I was originally going to have it twice in this list, in the fact that Talon also had an Alexander Nevsky Cathedral. Um, and I thought it would be so funny to have two of them, hopefully, like, match up or something. But then I realized, doing my extensive research, the Estonians hate it because it reminds them of Russia. Which yeah. I thought it'd be kind of stupid to keep it up Yeah, there. it'd be a little bit disrespectful. But yeah, you, you kind of pranked me last night. Like, someone sent me the list uh, in advance. And I thought you had you had done another assignment on it and had put in the same like uh, monument twice, and it was just like no, see, you, you twisted it against me. <laughs> and now it's not even in Estonia, or it's not even in the Estonian entry. So well, I, I didn't want to yeah. piss off Estonia, especially no, 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 no. sensitive issues like that. Yeah, so, uh, uh, but yeah, um, the historical reasons might work against it in future rounds, but uh, the Berlin can't go through. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, speaking of something that has more history behind it, 
Uh, for both of them. Latvia, we have next up the Freedom Monument, which is a big, you know, monument with a little woman on top. And I think it's supposed to be Nike, the goddess, and she's holding three stars, each of which represent one of the traditional regions of Latvia, uh, whose names I have written down, but I will butcher, so just a warning. Kurzin, Vidzin, and Lutgate. Let's see. Yes. As he checks my pronunciation, it's up against Greece with their Acropolis of Athens, which I think everybody should know what that is. It hosts a bunch of ancient buildings, including the Parnophon. How is my pronunciation? Uh, I'm going to say Krezane, Vizane, and Latgare. That's what I'm going to try. I think that's a better way of saying uh, it. Yeah, let, let's just see. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, well, obviously, the Acropolis is much more famous uh, than the Freedom Monument. Uh, yeah, uh, the Freedom Monument, I don't know, it's... Um, it, I will say, it survived. Oh, yeah, it commemorates the first, the, no, not the First World War, it commemorates the Latvian War of Independence. Um, I think it was in the 1920s, that okay. happened. Um, but it survived the Soviet occupation, which many people didn't think it... Ooh, use two fingers to... Which... <laughs> I wanted to get a closer look at the Latvian Freedom Monument. Okay, so... Yeah, like there, there's some there's some dudes at the bottom. Uh, she's yeah, she's way up there. I think maybe a bit too high up, almost. It kind of yeah. it, it it dulls the effect of of, of seeing her because you can't really get a good look at her. Right. Uh, like I understand you're kind of reaching for the sky and like it's aspirational, uh, but yeah, maybe maybe she's too high up in that case. Yeah. It's also kind of funny that the star she holds, the whole monument, it got kind of repurposed to allow it to exist during the Soviet regime. Mm -hmm. So they said the free star is supposed to be the free Baltic states being held up by the great powers of communism or something, which I was like, interesting. Yeah, sure. And interesting that it's the Greek goddess of victory and it's up against the Acropolis. Ooh, what a great transition. Boom. I mean, I think we all know what the Acropolis is, what's in there. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, a lot of temples and stuff and... uh, yeah, a lot of old buildings. Did you know, this is a fun fact for this one, which is not super relevant, but relevant, but blew my mind. So I've always thought the Parnathan would be really cool to visit because in there, there used to be that grand statue of Athena, right? Remember the Athena was like like 10 people tall and like just huge, right? And as a child, I was always like, I wish I could see that. That's like one of the things I wish I could have because it, it seems so otherworldly, right? Apparently you can't. Did you know one city in the world has a scale replica replica to scale of the Parnophon. Is it Las Vegas? No. Okay. It is, um, let me... Is it Athens, Georgia? No. Closer to. Okay. It is, of all places, Nashville. (laughs) 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 And it has a complete scale model of the Parnophon, which is amazing. And inside it, they have like a 10-story statue of Athena. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah, when I think of Nashville, I think country music, hot chicken... And uh, scale replicas of the um, Athena statue from the Acropolis. Although you have called it the Acropolis, I've noticed here. Did uh, I misspell this? It's Acropolis. It's my fancy Acra- Greek accent Acra- slipping Acra- in there. Acropolis. Anyway. I think uh, we should move on. Yeah, come on. Sorry, sorry, Latvia. It's, it's a good story, um, the Freedom Monument. And yeah, the fact that it's survived the Soviets is, is impressive. Uh, yeah. But here we go. So something that's a... Not the best matchup, you know, this is more of a, you know, first round matchup. It's Slovenia and their Tromostovio, uh, which is their triple bridge. So if you can't see by the image, it's three bridges, which basically are super close to each other. I've probably seen the same thing in Leiden where we used to study. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And then also we have it up against Cyprus with Kurian, which is like an ancient, you know, city, uh, which has this amphitheater, uh, which was constructed in the second century BC, uh, which was largely destroyed and then, you know, excavated by some guys from the University of Pennsylvania of all places. We are Penn State. Anyway, yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Tromostovie, that, that, that's in Ljubljana? Uh, I thought it was the capital. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's in yeah, the yeah. capital. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, the only reason I chose this for the list is because I didn't know any of Slovenian monuments, and it's yeah, featured yeah. in Mini Europe Brussels as the only Slovenian landmark. Okay, so if, there we you, go. if you have issues with this, don't blame um, me. Write yeah. a letter to Mini Europe Th- Brussels. This is actually one that I've been to. Oh, I, really? I actually have been, well, I've been to Ljubljana. I'd recommend it to um, any listeners slash viewers. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful city. It's an underrated country, Slovenia, I think. Um, and I do recall this beautiful bridge. Uh, bridges. Sorry. This beautiful a collection of bridges. Complex of bridges. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, I, I, wh- wh- why there are tr- three bridges altogether? Uh, One bridge wasn't awesome. big enough, apparently. I think uh, that was how they did it. And okay. then they added something on the size. Okay. Like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. a triple bridge. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like a DIY job in that case. They were like, oh, we could expand it, but or just like tack on two bridges either side. Think, oh, I think they had some kind of plan to build it originally with three like this. They were just like, oh, one just isn't going to be big enough. Okay. Hey, you know what? They, they got the uniqueness factor. Yeah. I mean, it's a landmark, right? Yeah. And they also have like uh, bridges there with like um, big like dragon statues at the end for like St. George. I have heard that yeah. the much more impressive bridge is the Dragon's Bridge, which yeah. is like 100 meters down the road. The Dragon's but Bridge is, is very cool <laughs> as well, mainly for the dragon statues. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, um, I, that, there's one I actually have been to. I, I've been to one in Slovenia, but not one in Ireland. I don't know what that says about me. Mm. Uh, and then the Kurian. Yeah, I actually didn't. I saw this name on, on the list yesterday and I was very curious. Curious, curious, exactly. <laughs> uh, to know what it was, and uh, yeah, like that is impressive. Obviously, looking it, at it, the it, picture of the amphitheater—it's kind of like so-so, but the history. But you can go there today. Yeah, see, they, they restored it completely for two thousand people. You can see like Shakespeare and stuff being performed there, and it has these. If I'm not confusing it with a different one on the list, it has these amazing views of the ocean right beside it, and people say it has the best acoustics of any external open air theater. In the world. Wow. Okay. That does sound very cool. Yeah, like, it kind of feels like this was, like, chosen all those years ago, and, and like, it hasn't changed since, like, nature. Yeah. I think the other yeah. fact is that the, the king wanted to fit a third of his population within the whole theater. So he made it, for like, 3,500 seats or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, like, those, it's like a football stadium that, yeah. like, is uh, almost as big as the town it's in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, that. that is pretty remarkable. And the fact that they managed to, like, um, excavate it and, like... Um, Reconstructed and stuff that that is pretty cool. I don't know if that loses marks. If is it like you know how, how much of it is now authentic? I'm not uh, sure. I I don't know. I yeah. would have to ask Penn State. But uh, exactly, yeah, you'd have to go. Does it lose marks to a being less of a landmark, so to say? Because I feel like again going with a T-shirt metric, which I didn't realize I was gonna say going here, <laughs> but I can print this triple bridge on a, on a T-shirt. And be like, I crossed all three bridges or something. Whereas this theater, it's like. It's just an amphitheater. I mean, it's pretty cool. I'd love to visit it as a mature adult. But that's a good point. Uh, this is like your, um, your your drawing metric in the flags episode. <laughs> you just come up with these arbitrary yeah. things. Yeah, I mean, I, I had no idea I was going to yeah. come up with this until twenty <laughs> two minutes ago. But those are all the best ideas. Um, yeah, well, for me, the kind of thing that would go against it is like how much of it is is 
from that period and how much was just kind of like rebuilt and repurposed. Right. Because uh, like, yeah, it's a, whereas the Tron Tron Stovia, at least it's like that's the bridge, and they kind of just kind of wacky thing with it, and yeah, my my there's my, a better bridge right down the street though. That's the thing by all accounts. <laughs> oh well, it, it's the the, the, three, the three bridge the triple bridge is is unique at least. Right. Um, I I I think just on the information I have. I think I'm kind of have to go for the, the Slovenes here. Oh, I would have probably still gone for Cyprus with the Korean because I would have wanted to visit it more myself. I mean, we we can do we can do a rock paper scissors if if, if we're at a, an impasse. Mm. I don't mind. Let's do rock paper scissors. Okay, so rock paper scissors shoot. Yeah, yeah. Rock paper scissors shoot. Okay, rock there we go. Uh, Cyprus moves on of Korea. Yeah, yeah. There we go. You Look. gotta you gotta stick that's, up rocks. For that's democracy uh, manifest right there. Yeah. Apologies, Slovenians. I know I did you dirty in the last list. We just really like Cyprus, actually. Cyprus really performs well in these episodes. I, I'm just saying, if, if, you know, the Cypri government is listening, you know, we would happily record an episode in Cyprus if we get a yeah. trip there. Speaking Absolutely. of places which are expensive to visit and would love trips to, Monaco and their Monte Carlo Casino versus Estonia with the Walls of Tallinn, which is a stand-in for the, uh, for the Alexander Nebeski Cathedral in there. Um, so Mon- I know we all know what Monte Carlo is. It's the walls of Tallinn are just these, these walls built around the city of Tallinn, um, built in the 13th century. They're still up today, largely intact. Quite impressive structure. That is, that is, yeah, because like Cork, uh, my hometown, had medieval walls as well. Did you even get attacked? <laughs> there, there was a siege at one point. Oh, really? That's not funny. There, there was a lot of issues. The British, if you, if you might recall, ah, yeah. my Irish history is not up there. That's no. okay. Uh, but no, the walls of Cork uh, are they, they, they've excavated a couple of bits here and there, uh, but there's very little left of it. So I'm impressed at how much of the uh, walls of Tallinn are surviving from that period, considering that uh, they've had a fair bit of turmoil in their history. Mm. I'm impressed that there appears to be people living in those walls. True, actually, <laughs> after this photo, yeah, there's like kind of windows and stuff, so it looks like it could be like. Um, like really like hip like artist apartments or something. I would hope it's like like the prime ministry. It's like a residence there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like potentially. That. Yeah, Kaya Callas, um, just at the top of the tower. Uh, but yeah, I'd say it's pretty cool. Yeah, like do do you, do you have any stats like how, how long? Um, I did, but I didn't. It was a last minute write in. I discovered way too no, late no. that the other one was That's a bit fair. sensitive to Estonia. That's fair. So That's fair. I care uh, about feelings. Um, but still, yeah, no, they, uh, not familiar with them, but yeah, they look pretty cool. Uh, Monte Carlo, um, yeah, look, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big casino, basically, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it used to provide a very large por- a proportion of the GDP of Monaco mm-hmm. <laughs> until they branched into tourism, which I assume is still probably I thought you were going to say they branched into tax evasion. Honestly, tourism, tax evasion, and gambling. But uh, the other cool fact is that it's owned by the, 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 the royal family, basically, in the government, which is basically the royal family. Yeah. And apparently, if you are Monacan... Monacan? Monagasque. Monagasque? I, I, sure. They, they used a French word in English as well. Ah, okay, fair enough. No. You are banned from entering the gaming rooms based on moral grounds by the Queen. Okay, so the royal <laughs> family get to cash in on this casino, but the royal subjects can't. That's a medieval stuff. No, right but it's moral grounds. You shouldn't gamble, you know. The other filthy foreigners can gamble. And, and, and the, royal family, the royal family, then we can make money off the gambling. Yeah. But we couldn't make money off you, our beloved citizens. Exactly. 
that's you are not weird. worthy enough to gamble in this place. That is weird. That's so patronizing. It's like if I want to gamble, let me gamble. Yeah, you know, it'd be like it'd be like saying, oh, you know, uh, the, the, the royal family is running like this, like bar. And it's like, oh, no, no, but you're not allowed to drink in the bar if you're from Monaco on moral grounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't drink here. We just sell it to other people. <sighs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, I mean, James uh, Bond movie, you know, makes it a bit iconic. Other things too. So. Yeah, like it, it, it is clearly, um, yeah, uh, a legendary place. Uh, it, it's more famous than the walls of Tallinn. But, but is, is that enough to propel it forwards? Because oh, Estonia no. is arguably a bigger country than Monaco. It's actually a country to begin with. <laughs> it's not arguably a bigger country. It is a bigger country. Yeah. Uh, and and the, this, the fact that this casino is more monumental, more known than just these walls, despite the walls being super impressive, does this mean that they need a better PR team? Is it not as iconic as the Monte Carlo Casino? No, I, I think the walls of Thailand are, are more impressive than the Monte Carlo. And now that I found it to this, this uh, discriminatory aspect to the casino, <laughs> it makes me like it even hey, less. But it was home to the first women's Olympiad, Olympiad in the 1920s. Huh. Well, it was a women's Olympiad in, like, craps? No, mm. I think they ran a bit, uh, something like that. They did a few, like... <laughs> I, I didn't they look did laugh the casino. Quickest to lose 100 quid or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that, that's cool. But I think, yeah, the Walls of Talon, respect to it for standing for so long. Uh, yeah. My, my like, classicist, you know, stuck-up person is going to say Walls of Talon. I mean, I do yeah. think, if you're going by iconic nature, it probably should be the Monte Carlo Casino. It's known. Yeah. I think we're both men of the people. Okay. Yeah, I think we got to go with the sturdy Walls of Talon. <laughs> the the last-minute inclusion, the call-up. Okay. Oh, okay. Now we have another Baltic neighbor, the last one. They're getting them over quick this time. It's Lithuanian, their hill of crosses, which for those listening, just imagine a hill filled with crosses. That is correct. And that's what it is. Against Italia, Italy's, <laughs> Italy's Colosseum. Italia, yeah. il Colosseo. Yeah. Uh, I guess starting the hill of crosses is a bit less known. Did you know what this was before... I said I no. suggested. No, no, no. Uh, obviously, I was picturing a hill of crosses, but maybe not <laughs> that many crosses. It's over 100,000. Wow. A, it's a Catholic pilgrimage route. It started yeah. in like the early 1800s, and people just dumped their crosses there. Um, and eventually, it grew to quite a collection. Okay. It's like, uh, it kind of reminds me of, um, is it Pont Neuf in Paris, where they have like all the locks? Right. And it was right. like more locked and bridged. This is like more cross than a hill. No. Right, right, right. Every every spare square inch is taken up by a cross. You can actually bring a cross there. Yeah. Unless it's it, up to three meters tall, you can plant a cross there. Uh, which I thought okay. was quite generous, to be honest. Yeah, three, three meters three is three quite is a big. lot, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it would surprise me that there'd be some people who are like, well, I want to be like the most um, penitent of all. It's going to bring the biggest cross. And right, right. Yeah. You probably um, got out of hand at some point. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, if you've been to a cemetery in Ireland, you, you know, yeah, there, there are certain graves when people are um, really like to show off the biggest, um, the biggest cross possible. Do you know who didn't like this hill of crosses? The Soviets. Yes. Yes. They uh, tried to bulldoze it three times. It kept coming back. <laughs> people just kept placing it. Uh, they, they even started a ruin. They were going to flood the whole area. I mean, it is a hill, so it's going to be quite impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just by its shape, it would be hard to flood. And then they tried a few other tactics, which included deeming the crosses had no artistic value, you know, to appeal to the... <laughs> it's degenerate art, yeah. Yeah, and they also uh, started blocking the roads from visitors, mm -hmm. and they started guarding the hill when all else failed using the KGB and the Soviet army. And the hill survived. 
That could have, to me, that's kind of like the Barbara Streisand effect. Right. You know, like by drawing so much attention to the hill and not yeah. putting crosses there, I think a lot of people have gone, oh, well, screw the yeah. Soviets. Yeah, it's like, there. I'm not even Catholic, but like, hell. Yeah, yeah. stick it to the regime, which is kind of why I include it, because I, tr- I, mean, I guess half of these are like religious churches and stuff, but. No, but it's, it's a yeah. good story. Like, yeah, because it kind of almost went beyond religion at that mm-hmm. point and was kind of like, yeah, it's kind of this act of rebellion. Uh, against uh, the Soviets, uh, so that's yeah, that, that that is pretty cool. Uh, now, but the Colosseum, which is also a religious church, technically, please elaborate. It's consecrated as a religious ground because oh. because the Pope wanted to keep it for himself or something. Okay, so each year he does a service there, actually, which is quite funny. I did not know that. That was um, a fact. I, it wasn't my actual fact, but uh, yeah, basically, we know the Colosseum built a eighty eighty. By 80 years after <laughs> Dimension. By Emperor Trajan, was it? I'm not sure. Actually, I didn't write that one down because that would have been a hard word to spell. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep my French. I, I, I think it might be Trajan. That's, that, that, that's Good knowledge, that's Joe. I guess. Well, and it fell out of favor in only 500 years. I visited this a few years ago, and yeah. it really made me feel like small. It made me appreciate mm. my humanity by yeah. recognizing that this thing... Like the prime pinnacle of like the Roman Empire, like built for sporting and stuff like that, just fell into ruin in like five hundred years. It, it just shows, yeah, like like how long the Romans lasted, and also how long ago it was. Like the the scale is crazy of time. Yeah. Um, now, what I would say is that um, actually the um, Arena di Verona is nicer than the Colosseum, but is it bigger? I'm not sure. I I don't think it has the same number of levels as. Mm-hmm. As the Colosseum, but it's more intact. Did they fill it with water and put chips in there? Yeah. That, that I don't know. I've just I, I I've been inside the Colosseum. I haven't been inside the Arena in Verona. Mm. I've, I've seen it from the outside, but that that is a very very nice uh, and, and looks like better looked after the Colosseum. <laughs> you know, they, it has kind of lopsided thing going on to it. But that's uh, because the wall fell down for a time. Yes, and there was a lot of like uses of it after it fell out of favor. So in the 1200s, they were like half of us being rented out as apartments and like shops. Yeah. Which kind of blows my mind. Um, then some guy came in or some medieval family and bought out the whole thing in the 14th century to make it into a castle, which they used as a castle for a short good time. Castle. Which is a flex. Well, actually, no, not a good castle because there's a lot of holes. There's a it's lot of entry points there. It's probably like the worst yeah. protected layer you could get. <laughs> it's like Swiss cheese, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that's not going to offer much protection. Anyways, that didn't last either. Uh, so after them, by the 15th century, it was basically just disregarded. The only people living there were like bandits and stuff. And so at some point, the popes were like, yo, we can't have this thing like, you know, desecrating Rome. It's an eyesore. So they started having these creative uses of what they could do with the, with the Colosseum. Okay. Including Pope Sextus V. Um, Great name. Hint at Sextus. Or is it Sixtus? Anyways, um, he wanted to turn it into a wool factory um, to provide employment to, Rome, to the Roman prostitutes. Oh, okay. Which I was like, that's a very niche use case of <laughs> a very charitable cause. Classic Sextus. <laughs> it's in the name. Yeah. And uh, Cardinal Altinelli uh, wanted to use it for bullfighting, which the people didn't like that much. Although I think it's kind of reminiscent of its original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think like uh, Altinelli knew his history. Like he, he realized, yeah. you know what, Let, let's bring it back to the roots. Um, look. Hill Crosses, it's a good story, yeah. but realistically, yeah. it's 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 very creepy and haunted looking. I wouldn't want to spend a night there. No, no, no. It's kind of like haunted graveyard vibes. Like the cries know. of the sad Soviets, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, like kind of dead um, Russian soldiers. So I think, yeah, the Colosseum, 
uh, has to go through. Yeah, it's a bit classic. Because I, I am wondering if a real classic one will win this competition. Oh, la, la. And speaking of classics. Oh, la, la. It's France's Eiffel Tower competing against Hungary's Fisherman's Bastion. Oh, this is a good, good collision here. Good matchup. I mean, I think everyone knows what the Eiffel Tower looks like, so I'm not mm. really going to explain its look. If you don't, um, please get a, I guess, out from under your rock. I don't know how you even found this. <laughs> but uh, And then Hungary against their Fisherman's Bastion, which is kind of like, um, what's the description I have for it? It's basically just a big kind of castle thing, which is right by the water, um, which yeah. used to kind of have some more fishermen living around it. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, yeah, I, I would I, say. Yeah. The other choice, I think the first choice was like the Hungarian Parliament building or something. And I was like, oh, I, I think this thing just looks nicer. And I'm hoping that that's what they identify with more. But yes, the, the, the Parliament building is beautiful as well. Uh, but yeah, m- maybe it's a bit more loaded. Right. No, uh, as a choice. Uh, I mean, this one's loaded too, in a sense, because what okay. I've realized doing these stupid lists is that everything of Hungary has a ton of symbolism, which I didn't realize they were so big on that. They love their history. So apparently, the seven stone towers represent, each of them represents one to seven chieftains uh, of Hungary who founded Hungary. Oh, so yeah. stuff like that. And then there's like these statues all around it. And my, my other fact is that the, it used to be a bit of a bunch of walls which enclosed this guild of fishermen who lived there. And they used to call it Fish Town or Water Town in like the 1700s, which I thought was quite it funny. It sounds like uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fish Town. Yeah. Yeah, the Hungarians, yeah. They, they love their like history yeah. and symbolism and uh, anything to do with Turles, you found? No, I, I'm sure there's like 20 on there. So. <laughs> That's a shame. I was going to actually include that big monument of a turtle. I should have done that. I just remember uh, that right now. Yeah, no, we already did it, though, so it's been covered. It's been covered. Uh, okay, it's the Eiffel Tower. Do you think you can handle the Eiffel Tower? Uh, in, my, in what way? I don't know. Put it up? I don't know. I Well, I've, yeah, like, I, I, I've got up, but, you know, you take the elevator and it's fine. Uh, it's it's windy. Jesus, it, it is windy up there. Like, it, it feels like you could um really just, like, get blown off at any point. Right. I haven't been on top of it. I've walked below the bottom mm-hmm. and stuff like that and I was like mm, I'm a bit cheap to pay to go up you know <laughs> okay but uh it, well it's, it's the worst view day for terror is at the top <laughs> well funny enough I was going to you know pivot this section to be more about France's hatred of the thing when it first opened mm-hmm. yes and there's this French offer uh, Guy de Mosapont he supposedly oh, yeah. I don't know if you've heard this he ate yeah. lunch each day in mm-hmm. the Eiffel Tower because he said this was the only place in Paris without a view of the Eiffel Tower that is correct yeah uh, it's a good fact. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was always supposed to be like a temporary structure for like the yeah. world. 20 fair. years, I believe. Yeah, 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 and it just kind of kept on going. And um, yeah, look, it's. Um, but why would you build something like that temporarily? Because I. There's another one on this list, which is all supposed to be a temporary structure for a world fair. Yeah. And it's like, you got to put all these resources, make this monument. You, you really think you're going to rip it down then? The world fair, it was, it was a crazy time. I you know, wish I could have gone to They, they yeah. just seemed absolutely nuts. Like, they yeah. just didn't care. You know, no one knew about sustainability back then. No one knew about, like, you know, carbon footprint. They just did mad shit. And I, I respect that. Speaking about World Fairs, Expo 67 held in Canada in Montreal, right? Mm-hmm. Huge line for Canada. This is going somewhere, by the way. <laughs> it was held in 1967, which is, like, the, the centennial anniversary of Canada. Yeah. So the Montreal mayor apparently conspiratorially made a secret handshake agreement with uh, 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 Gaul, uh, the Gaul the Gaul 
to transport the Eiffel Tower to Montreal and refit <laughs> it up there. But they didn't go through it. Why do we take the Eiffel Tower and put it somewhere else? I mean, imagine the work that had to go into do that. That would have been uh, a real labor of love, I gotta say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, you know what? I think but it's imagine the Canadian it flag on top. Oh, parfait. Look, uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I know the Eiffel Tower, it kind of went, went through a, like a rough patch, uh, but when you see it like in yeah. person, it, it is breathtaking. It is and, and like, there's all these things. I'm going to move on already. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When France was taken over by Hitler during World War II, mm-hmm. apparently he did give an order to rip it down, but it was disobeyed by his general. Mm. And what I've always thought when I was reading for that last night, I was like, damn, imagine this thing didn't exist and we heard stories of it. Like, I think it would have been put back up. Probably, yeah. I they, guess they, so. they would have yeah. rebuilt it in some way. I, I think it's too iconic. To kind of like how, like uh, you know, like in Marvel, they rebuilt the Statue of Liberty or something, and they made it like a different color. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, so uh, Fisherman's Bastion, it, it, it's also lovely, but it just came up against too strong an opponent there. Yeah, yeah. Which you don't hear much about the French. So, <laughs> moving onwards to the Slovakians with their UFO tower. <laughs> oh, okay, fun. <laughs> which I rogue choice there. Originally, I had the blue church. Um, which was a blue church, which I, I visited Bratislava. I had no idea it was even there. So I was like, this is a terrible idea. I'm putting up the UFO tower because it looks like a UFO. It's basically a bridge going, for those watching, listening, sorry. It's a bridge, but on top there's this observation deck that looks like a UFO. And it is fairly iconic. Like, if you've been to Bratislava, you remember the UFO tower. Yeah, that, that is pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's unique, I gotta say. Uh, well, like, was... Like, was the intention for it to look like a UFO, or was this just, like, people looking at it and saying, oh, that looks like a UFO? I think at some point they realized, hey, that looks like a UFO. Mm. I, I, I couldn't find out where to, because it it's actually named something like the, the the SME Tower or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah, that yeah. MES. Um, yeah, it's, it's a classic thing that happens. Yeah. Say, yeah, something like that. But right. I, I like the UFO. And I like the no, UFOs. better. I have this sweet magnet I bought in, in Slovakia for an inflated amount of money, which has like a, it has like, it has a UFO and it's sucking up a human. And it's like, yeah, I love good. that. Yeah, it reminds me a bit of, um, there is a, a bridge in Cork City, which was in a Tom Scott video actually a few months back mm-hmm. uh, near the main park. And it's called Daly's Bridge. Mm. But because it shakes, everyone calls it Shaky Bridge. <laughs> so I don't think anyone actually... Very people know the actual name of the bridge is Daly's Bridge. Uh, I think, yeah, people, yeah, in Bratislava, people I mean, just call it the UFO Tower and don't the, know the real the name. The bridge itself is called the Bridge of Slovak National Uprising, uh, but it okay. used to be called the New Bridge because it was the new bridge crossing the river. And but then, but now, now there are newer bridges. Yes, exactly. Yes. So they renamed okay, it back. That's good. Uh, UFO Tower, fun, but I'm seeing a very, very nice-looking castle. Yeah, so, so it's up against, we didn't introduce this yet, apologies, audio listeners, but watch us on YouTube. Um, we uh, the Romanian ca- Corvin Castle, which I gotta admit, I didn't know Romania had such beautiful castles. It's this mm. like really classic looking thing. It's like these red roofs. It's really well preserved. Like how, how is that not being used? Well, it, it was at one point. So the thing is, it was like put in a. St- it's built in 1446, which mm-hmm. is super old actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I think around the 1800s, 1700s, it just was abandoned for mm-hmm. a while, and then eventually the Romanians like pulled together and really restored it, which okay. is why it's so nice. So it is. And then they hosted bullfighting there. Ah, uh, no, no, the <laughs> prostitutes went there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, fun fact about this one: uh, Vlad the Impaler was apparently held captive there for a few years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's got a really cool walkway leading yeah. into it as well. Like, it's, like, elevated, 
And uh, that seems very like atmospheric to me. Like I can picture that in the movie. It's been in movies. Yeah, well, which movies then? Oh, oh damn! It's it's one of those horror movies where these nuns were in there or something and uses as their cloister. It's it's good for horror movies, basically. I, I can see that. Yeah, I, I can see lightning striking the background as well. Like this is that is a very impressive castle. Yeah, I have to say. Uh, I, I mean, apologies. I don't know why my thing popped up there. Um, but other, I mean, I love UFOs. I love stuff like that. But the Corbin Castle just looks beautiful. And disregarding yeah. all like nationalism and stuff like that, I just looks like a great picture. And I want to visit mm-hmm. that if I go to Romania. Yeah, like the, the color scheme as well, like the color of the um, of the roof, like the tiling, that, that that's mm-hmm. a really nice like shade of like um, kind of like burnt kind of red, you know, yeah. burnt orange maybe. Yeah, yeah, it looks uh, it looks really plastic almost, like yeah. like the good kind of plastic, like mm-hmm. real matte yeah. tone or something. Yeah, I think you know, yeah, Corvin Castle. Uh, I'm enjoying discovering the, these new things, uh, these new landmarks. I'm gonna become so yeah. knowledgeable or random EU trivia because of this. Table quizzes of Brussels, watch out. I know, we Here should we be And that actually marks the end of the first half of the list. Okay. As I switch over to the second one, you think it was a strong start? I think so, yeah. I think we've also been going on for way too long as usual. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> one, one day we'll learn time management skills when it comes to this podcast, but we're just too passionate, guys. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, let me zoom in. Apologies for my sketchy little zooming in strategy. That's too. fine. All, it's all in the edit, guys. It, it'll... You want I mean, to unless it. I'm tired on Sunday night oh. or something. Yeah, also that, yeah. <laughs> so first off, on the second half of the bridge, uh, not bridge, of the bracket, <laughs> of the bracket yeah. um, is the England with their Stonehenge. Um, I was meaning to listen to that Stonehenge song by Spinal Tap or whatever that is. Or not Stonehenge. There's a good old rock song called Stonehenge or something like that. Okay. It's good. It's, it's really creepy, but I like it. Um, and Belgium with their Antonium, which is, I was looking at this matchup. And I was thinking, this is almost like a top four matchup. Like, yeah, they're both pretty iconic, I gotta say. Uh, yeah. Stonehenge, it's, um, I think the mystery really helps with yeah. it. Like, because uh, there's so many, like, disputes and disagreements and theories about, like, what it was used for. And, like, the, you know, the reason behind, like, why did it take these stones from Wales and dragged them all the ways yeah. to Salisbury uh, to make this stone circle. Like that, that that is fascinating to 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 think like what were they doing back then in those prehistoric times? Yeah, because it does align with like summer solstice and winter mm-hmm. solstice, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, apparently there's this other legend, which is not true. It's a legend, obviously, that Merlin brought them over from Ireland. Yes, I've heard that as well. And this actually reminds me, maybe I should have put Newgrange as the Irish landmark instead. That, that actually is a bit like Stonehenge. That's probably better than Cliffs mm. Moher. But anyway, that's my problem. The, uh, the, the one other bad thing with Stonehenge is it's completely reconstructed. Like, it's, it was when they found it in, like, the 19... Well, not found it, but when they rediscovered it as a nice landmark in, like, the 1920s, uh, 1900s, whatever mm-hmm. that was, it was, like, completely, like, all fallen over. Uh, and then these guys okay. went in, you know... Took the cranes, put them all up. They actually knocked over, I think, one of the last ones that was still standing. <laughs> Just <laughs> so that swung around too fast. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, that, that loses marks. And like Corian, uh, if it's kind of artificially reproduced. I mean, uh, the, the Belgian's Antonium, which is basically like a big atom thing, built in 1958 for the expo, like we were yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, that is correct. Yeah. It's also artificially reproduced, no? Uh, yeah, it is much larger than a regular atom. That is correct. <laughs> True. And it also doesn't even represent a real molecule. It's just a well, nice... Nowadays shape. it doesn't. Back then it was probably pretty close. 
Yeah, yeah, but it's not like it, it, it's just kind of geometrically nice. It doesn't actually look yeah. like anything real. In, in to be honest, science. I was super impressed when I first started Tomium. It took me way too long to head out there. I, I've been living in Brussels for like a year. Have you not seen it yet? I've seen it passing by on the bus. Oh, yes. I, I, I took the bus I, to Vemmel once and I saw it. I would go there. It's honestly, it's nice. Okay. It, it's quite breathtaking because it's, it's so weird. It's like, why would you build this? What, like, what? Again, expos, man. Yeah. Expos. They just did nuts things back then. Hey, maybe the Stonehenge was part of that. <laughs> Ex- expo 2000 BC. Yeah, the, the world expo by world. They just meant like England and Wales. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, apparently it has a lot of nuclear history to it. Because uh, it's it's supposed to be part of like the nuclear thing. It's supposed to be like for peaceful nuclear progress. Um, also, sure. Belgium was a huge supplier of like the uranium for the initial nuclear stuff because it all oh. came from Congo, which is oh, not as nice. I was, I was like in Belgium. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was also surprised. There you go. But yeah. Ooh, I, you know what? The Atomium, I think the Atomium is a nicer It's very structure. nice. And it's shiny. I was going to say, the one thing about it is that it's no longer original. So it was originally covered in aluminum. Okay. You know why? Um, no. Because unlike uranium, it doesn't burn you when you get in it. And aluminum is used in nuclear fission reactions. Okay. So it's like on brand. But yeah. then when they redid it in like 2004 or something like that, they used stainless steel. Because, uh, again, this was only supposed to be up for six months and people liked it so much. Wow. Okay. Which six months. Jeez. For the effort, is almost like... <laughs> Not worth it. Take me back to the expo times, guys. Take me back. Yeah, uh, yeah I think, you know, Stonehenge, I think it's all, um, it's, it's artificial. It's. Uh, I, I think it drew a hard. Like, yeah. if, if you asked me beforehand, I think it told me would have still a good chance to get to like, the final four, in my opinion. And maybe it will too. So I feel like a lot of people I know here are a bit unimpressed with the Atomium. I was, they just haven't been to it, I think. Mm. Like, have you been to it? No. <laughs> Fair. You know what? Fair. <laughs> Fair. We, we can move on. He's, uh, he's got me there. Yeah. Next, we have the Netherlands with Kuykenhof, which is uh, the world's biggest flower gardens. There's a lot of tulips, dahlias, mm-hmm. uh, and the stuff. Versus the Polish, Wielska. Would you like to correct me? Wielczka. Oof. Wielczka yeah. salt mines, which is a huge mine. It, it mines salt from the 13th century straight up to 1996. The year of my birth? Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah. That, that, it, it's, yeah, two interesting ones, very different from each other and also kind of unique. Well, in, in one this below ground, one above ground. Wow. I mean, that wouldn't be true for anything, but... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so, Kuchenhof, Uh I think I was supposed to go there, actually. But then the pandemic happened. Same, because yeah. I was going to bike there with some friends, yeah. and that was literally the day they announced the restrictions. Uh, so um, we, we biked yeah. past some random flower stuff growing mm-hmm. around there, but not the crazy. Yes. Yeah, no, my sister wanted to come visit me mm-hmm. uh, around Easter time, and then, yeah, never happened. Uh, but obviously, yeah, Netherlands very well known for flowers. This is pretty spectacular looking here. But only a certain times of year, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's op- I mean they, they strategically plant the flowers, so they get, like, a pretty long span, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't go visit it right now, as in, like, in mm-hmm. November. <laughs> yeah, whereas salt mines are forever. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Have you been to one? I have not, actually. I, yeah. I know they host events there. Like, I, the, I, I know recently one of our execs went there for, like, a NATO conference or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah no one which I feel is kind of, like, it's a salt mine. I don't know. 
But they decorated nicely, I guess. It, it, mm-hmm. I, I didn't find any pictures which captured what I thought the elegance of it would look like. Yeah, the, I, I went to one in Romania. That, that that was very cool. Like, they had, like, a church in there. This one they has four. Had, yeah, like, they had, like, <laughs> a, there was, like, a go-kart track. There was, like, table tennis. It it, it was, like, a recreation center down there. Uh, I, I wouldn't advise anyone to live in this salt mine, but what what they had done to the place was Was, was the was breathing heavy? Because I feel like if you go in there, no. like... Okay, uh, that was my fight. Be real stuffy. Don't know why. I, I don't know. I, I I I don't really notice temperature too much. So mm. uh, I've seen this picture. You got chandeliers as well. That's yeah. that that's lovely. I think. Yeah. I mean, mm. for yeah. the Netherlands, the reason they chose Kuykenhof is because we're struggling to think of anything else. To be honest, because it's like they have windmills, they have like canals and stuff like yeah. that, but those are all archetypes. They're not like a thing a you go to. specific one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I yeah. see what you mean. I so Kuykenhof is like, it's it's fine, but it's also like, it's not like as iconic in a sense. No, no, no. And I, and I think it's only at certain moments it's going to be iconic, like particularly like springtime, like mm-hmm. Easter tulip season. I, I think the salt mine is pretty cool. I think I think it's it's unique. I'll give it to you. Yeah. I think I'd be much more impressive if I visited it. Because I, I I don't know the skill of it, and I feel like the pictures don't do it justice. I think if it's like the one I went to um, in Romania, the name escapes me. I, I, I then you, you'd be quite impressed. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I love my salt and my chips. So mm-hmm. there we go. Next, next we have. Ooh, okay. We have Malta and their megalithic temples of Malta, uh, which are some really ancient structures. They used to be. F- they were thought to be the oldest structures, freestanding structures on, like, Earth until they discovered something new in Turkey. But they're basically a bunch of temples. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in Austria, we have the Melk Abbey, which is this beautiful Byzantine abbey which overlooks, or Benedictine, apologies, abbey which overlooks the, the town of Melk. Which is how you say milk in a Northern Irish accent. Yes, which yeah. I edited. Milk. It's a milk abbey. Yeah. And I, I, I just thought it was about milk and I thought that was cool. But there's another reason I include this on there, um, which you'll Yeah, love. it was an interesting choice. I'd never heard of this before. I mean, it looks nice. Yeah, yeah it does, yeah. Um, but buried in there is the tomb of St. Coleman of Stockermine. Stockermau. Have you heard of St. Coleman? Uh, well, uh, there there's a cathedral in in Cove near Cork, St. Coleman's Cathedral. I don't Do know if it's the same one, though. But I on. believe it is, because, so apparently, <laughs> I love this story. It happened in 1012, okay. so a super long time ago. Yeah. So this guy was an Irish pilgrim en route to the Holy Land. So apparently he was crossing through Austria, which I think it was a bit off course, if I'm thinking of the Holy Land. Uh, yeah, maybe he had some friends there, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyways... He was mistaken by the Austrians for a spy. Oh, and uh, because of his strange appearance, they said so. You Irish, Irish people never, you know, fair, pale, you know, weird, probably drunken, stumbling yeah, through um, the forest. I, I was going to say more like misshapen by centuries of incest. But yeah, okay. and then much to his greater detriment, he didn't speak German. So wise choice. <laughs> well, not so wise because he was interviewed and tortured. And then hung for being a spy in Stuckerow in 1012. Oh, well, that, that is unfortunate. Uh, well, he has a very nice cathedral in, in Cove. Yeah. According to one author, a quote, he was made a saint by the local people, possibly out of remorse for the deed and become... <laughs> <laughs> possibly. I'm going to say definitely. <laughs> it's just a big yeah. misunderstanding. And back then, you had no passport. You had no documents. You had nothing to show. Yeah, you're just some guy in town. If you look a bit weird and Irish, 
Because he was quite off course, too. I think he just got lost and was stumbling somewhere. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's potentially. Yeah, he was speaking Irish, and they're like, what the heck? But interesting, yeah, like, you know, uh, like, I, I, as a, as a, as a, like, a, a monk or a pilgrim, I actually spoke Latin. Uh, right, right. You know, so, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe he, he didn't get to interact with the, the monks in the Abbey. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, that's a good story, at least. Yeah. And, and it's a nice building. I like the yellow colour. Uh, but the, the Temples of Malta, that is yeah. impressive. Yeah, super old. Yeah. I mean, to me, I've realised... I have to admit, as I've grown older, the more I see these really ancient heap piles of rock, the more I think they're just piles of rock. <laughs> and maybe it's me becoming more disillusioned with like the existential nature of my life. But uh, perhaps, yeah, a bit nihilistic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I still think it's amazing. Like I, you know, I, I loved like watching Ancient Aliens oh, back in the day. Same. And and this is like one of the things that used to come up on the really? show. Yeah, like, uh, you know, like it's all, all these ancient places, like in, you know, oh. Malta and Greece yeah, yeah, yeah. and Cyprus and Egypt. And I'm pretty sure this is one of the examples they're looking at, like, these, these ancient stru- structures. And, yeah, like, there's something kind of just about seeing, like, where we've started versus where we are now. And it's like this right. lovely podcast studio. <laughs> and it all began by just, like, piling some rocks on top of each other and saying, voila, c'est chez moi. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, like, that that, that, that is kind of... Uh, I, I find that quite like beautiful. Yeah. yeah. What I found beautiful about this, which will probably push me towards I think, the way you're leaning, despite okay. my Irish tale, mm-hmm. um, was that Maltese folklore describes this as being built by giants. Great, great stuff. Which I high ceilings. I know. As yeah. a tall person myself, I would love to build something <laughs> and be mistaken for a giant and have that live on. Built by giants. Our Dutch people will never know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, that's good then. That is good. It has a nice name, the Megalithic Temples. Yeah. Yeah, megalithic, that's a good word. Next up, we have, from the Czech Republic, we have the Prague Horloge, which is their astronomical clock, built in 1410. Mm -hmm. I've seen it, quite an impressive thing. It is, yeah. Um, Which is why I chose it over the Charles Bridge and their castle, built. built. Uh, St. Vitus, isn't it? Yeah. Something like that, apologies. Uh, Maybe I'm thinking of bled... uh, regardless, regardless anyway. moving onwards, it's against Croatia and the Dubrovnik city walls, which are almost a more bigger version of the city walls we had for Estonia. Yeah, and, and the setting is much more dramatic too on the ocean. Yeah, and like we kind of, you know, undulates with the uh, with the land. It, it, it is pretty spectacular, uh, I have to say. It's also technically older than the than the ones in uh, Tallinn. Okay, because these were started in twelve seventy two. But they weren't finished until the 16th century. Uh, it's a lot of wall. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of wall. You know, it's uh, it's a work in progress, guys. But they, they got there in the end. Can you guess who drew up the plans for the walls? Leonardo da Vinci. Close. Yeah. It was the Venetians. Was it actually him? I don't know. Oh, okay. I guess I, 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 guess no, I don't think he was connected to the Venetians. But yeah, yeah, Dubrovnik, yeah, Venetian Republic. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, but then they were like traded in between them and the Muslims and the Turkish and whomever. So mm-hmm. this thing actually served a purpose. The last war defended against. 1992. Of course. When it was under siege by yeah. during the, the Civil War in mm-hmm. Croatia. Yeah. Which actually kind of blew my mind because I my modern European knowledge is not that great. So, Yeah, like uh, a, a lot of stuff happened in that region back in the 90s. Yeah. So it wasn't a fun time. Uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, very well known for Game of Thrones. Is it? Uh, Dubrovnik. Yeah, they did the film a lot of stuff. They're like um, the, the shame scene, for example, that's in Dubrovnik. I've uh, seen clips of that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, 
Now, it is connected like with over-tourism and like it, right. it, it has more, you know, 10 times as many people visit it per year as compared to ha- inhabitants. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it is spectacular. There's a reason why people visit it. Yeah. I mean, I like the clock too. The Prague Orlish, it's the oldest clock still in operation. Like in a city, I suppose. From 1410. Yeah, it, it is very cool. Uh, I remember, yeah, yeah. when I was uh, visiting my friend and his... Uh, his wife, uh, she used to be like a tour guide and she was explaining all the elements of the clock to me. I wish I could remember any of what she said, so sorry, Ava. Uh, but it was very, very interesting. And um, yeah, the level of sophistication that they put in back then. And also how certain things have changed, like the way to kind of, you know, view the world. Yeah. But you can see that in like uh, an, uh, an object that still works like 700, sorry, 600 years on. And that's, yeah. that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did she tell you also the legend associated with it? Go ahead. Um, so it was built by this clockmaker, mm-hmm. and when he finished, they blinded him so he could not make a duplicate. Yeah. But did you know his revenge? He, oh, he, 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 he broke messed up the clock somehow. He yeah. broke apart in the clock, and they couldn't figure out how to fix it for 100 years. There we go. <laughs> Which, uh, I guess. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if, if you had your eyes gouged out, I think you'd want to be petty too. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, the the oh, walls so blew me away. Yeah, the walls are very cool. But the clock I've actually seen, and I was like, this is cool. Oh, I don't know. This is such a really hard one because actually very... Yeah, like, I, I'm the same as you, like, so I, I, I've seen the clock. And, yeah, the walls are very, very... Impressive. I, I say it's your choice because I kind of overruled the last one, so... I think the fact that the walls were still in use in the 90s... Yeah, they actually served a good purpose. You know. This clock was uh, almost blown up by the Soviets a few times. Um, the Soviets tried <laughs> to destroy so much <laughs> yes. in that part of the world. It's all like the Soviets and like... Uh, the Nazis. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess there's a few things in... We'll, we'll get eventually to a mine which was quite attacked. I guess it was by the Soviets. Anyways, there's stuff that happens. Yeah. Moving on, we have Gibraltar. 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 The Rock of Gibraltar. I always want to say Gilbertar. Yeah. I don't think that's how you... <laughs> s- Mainly because you have spelled it as Gilbertar. Did I spell it wrong? Yeah, there's definitely one L. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's all old Gilbertar. <laughs> I thought it was that. Anyways. The Rock of Gibraltar, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah, and then Sweden. And then against the Swedish, there's a ship called Vasa. And I will certainly recommend you, this is the right picture of the ship of Vasa. Not the wrong Swedes picture coming of the elk. Out. Well, yeah. uh, my, my Swedish friend who commented on the elk, uh, his, yeah, one of his parents, like, uh, worked in that museum. So we got to be very, very careful. Mm. Very so careful. I can't make up anything about this ship. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I, Alex knows a lot about this ship. So, yeah, try but carefully. I will say, the Swedish, from what I've seen, they have the most comments about, you know, identifying this stuff. So, you know, like a, Whatever. Anyways, yeah. the Rock of Gibraltar. It's a uh, four hundred twenty-six meters tall. Yeah, it's a rock. I thought it was kind of cool. It's basically what defines the whole little thing. And monkeys. Oh, they do have monkeys. I didn't realize that was that special until you mentioned it right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing the monkeys in Europe. Yeah. Like na- like well, native. Like yeah. So. And uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono were married there. I did not know that. Well, in Gibraltar, so I assume it's on the Rock of Gibraltar. <laughs> That's the only place <laughs> in Gibraltar. <laughs> And there's the, the story about the monkeys. That monkeys Go disappear, on. then Gibraltar will, will fall. I, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. The yeah. tree protectors. Do you think it's a worthy inclusion on this list? It's pretty spectacular, yeah. yeah. I think like even going back to like 
antiquity, like, you know, Gibraltar and the Straits of Gibraltar and stuff, um, that, you know, they, they, they were pretty... Yeah. Or Straits of Hercules, they were called. Yes, because they had yeah. the statues on there, no? Or is that just me making things up? I'm not sure. I always assumed there was actual statues of Hercules on it, kind of like... Uh, I, but in any ways... Maybe not, I don't know. But yeah, Gibraltar, interesting place. Um, it, it, is, it is UK. Speaking about ships, though, Vasa is a Swedish ship. Um, so it's a Swedish warship built... Mm-hmm. Uh, it took two years to build it, from 1626 to 1628. Um, it was richly decorated. It was a symbol of the Swedish king's ambition. She was the mo- one of the most powerful armed vessels in the world upon completion. And then it sank 1,300 meters into her maiden voyage. Yeah. It was, I think it was a bit too top-heavy. And as soon as a little breeze came, it just toppled over, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I can laugh at that. They, they put too much stuff on it, yeah. They, they yeah. Went a bit, it's like Pit My Rage, you know, when, like, they would put, like, an aquarium and, like, a TV in the back of the car. Yeah. Like, this is not going to work out, out yeah. the roads. This is, this is very unwise. Yeah. Uh, and then they dug it up. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess they didn't dig it up, but uh, they lifted it up in 1950. Mm-hmm. And they put it in a museum, and I've always wanted to go there because it looks so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty impressive. Um, like, as I said, I, I've got my connection up to Bass Museum, mm. so I'll, I'll try and get so you. So if we don't, like, if we push this through, we get a free, uh, free ticket, no? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. Also, like, fair play to Sweden for turning a failure into a success. Right, because I was almost like, would you really want to make this ship, like, your national emblem, which certain Wikipedia's claim, Wikipedia pages claimed it was, despite it being such a big failure? It just shows you time heals all wounds. I guess. I guess on the other hand, it only sunk, it only got turned to this thing because it was so well preserved when it sank. Hmm. So yeah, it, it look it looks it looks spectacular, and uh, it, it is a funny story. Like the rock of Gibraltar is a big rock. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's more the setting is kind of interesting, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, and the fact that Gibraltar kind of like a little country kind of defined by this place. If it was just like a mountain in southern Spain, it'd be less impressive. So well, I think the Vasa has to go through. Yeah, let, let's sail around. Actually, complete exactly, a void yeah. somewhere. But yeah. Uh, yeah, moving onwards, we're almost in this first half. We actually did quite a while, long time on this, but we have Canada's Vimy Ridge uh, Memorial, which is which is a uh, on Canadian territory in France, which is why I included it. No, it's a it's a very controversial move. I gotta say. I've got to justify this in a second. But anyways, it's yeah. up against Luxembourgish, uh, the Luxembourg's Halifra, which is a big monument, kind of like the one uh, from uh, Lafayette. From Lafayette. Mm-hmm. It also has a golden woman on the top. Yeah, but this one has a bit more history behind it, so we'll get into that too. Okay, but Canada's Vimy Ridge, it should be on this list. It's in Europe, and it's a list of European monuments. Carry on. Yes, and also, it is, to me as a Canadian, we were taught, and I, I do believe this, this is one of the defining moments in Canadian nationalism. Canadians are obsessed with marriage, that is true. Yes, it's the first time all four of our army units fought together, and we, you know, pulled off some, like, miraculous victory. I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing we ever did militarily-wise, but it's still super impressive. We really pulled for, and we all rallied behind as a symbol of nationalism. It's like all our money, it's like, yeah. It's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. It didn't quite um, make a connection. So, yeah, so Vimy Ridge is in France. Yes. And this memorial is also in France, but mm-hmm. kind of like an embassy. It's considered Canadian territory. It, it kind of gave the land for the, for the memorial. Okay. So I guess if we started, you know, like, building like buildings there and stuff, they'd probably <laughs> be like, no, no, no. Hold well, on. yeah, Canada's never done that before, <laughs> so <laughs> they, they wouldn't start now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the other cool fact, well, not cool, it got taken over by the Nazis in World War Two, right? 
which is kind of crazy. And we were really concerned about it, that they were, like, going to destroy it. Yeah, yeah. So Hitler actually did photo ops there to make sure he wasn't destroying it. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> but uh, he also apparently didn't destroy it because he f- liked its peaceful nature so much, which is kind of Hitler, ironic. yeah, loved a bit of peace, that Hitler fella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... I can't complain. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I still think it's a huge part of Canadian net cu- culture, identity, m- almost more so than most of these other things in there. It really symbolizes a moment in Canadian nature. Hey, look, you're a Canadian citizen as of yeah. this year, so I think, you know yeah. what, um, I, I'm not going to stand in the way of that. And uh, this is just a yellow lady below her. Golden lady, Luxembourgish Hallefrau. It also, uh, you know, is a symbol. It commemorates the fallen soldiers of World War One, World War Two, Korean War. It was put up after World War One. But did you know they didn't actually fight in World War One? Okay. Because apparently they were a neutral country, which G- Germany just, you know, temporarily stepped into. Borrowed it, yeah. Yeah. So what they did is 3,800, you know, Luxembourgish people who weren't living in Luxembourg joined the French army to fight on the side. Okay. And I think 2,000 okay. of them died, which is 1% of the entire population of Luxembourg at the time. Um, so yeah, this commemorates it. But it was not as lucky during World War II when Luxembourg was actually taken over. They dismantled the thing, and they shipped and they shipped in various parts to Montreal, and not to Montreal. <laughs> but uh, eventually, they were starting to put it back together, and they didn't find this uh, golden lady until 1980. Okay, well, can you yeah. guess where they found it? Las Vegas. Nope. Nashville. Um, nah, it's in Luxembourg though. Where would you hide it in the city? Uh, in the castle. Uh, good shout. Uh, if you said football stadium, it'd be correct. They found it under the, the national football stadium, under the main stands. Okay, that's, you know, it's a good place to, to hide something. I guess there's golden things there. Yeah. What do you think? What goes forward? Uh, look, yeah, like, th- there's really a good story behind the um, the golden lady, and uh, the fact that they managed to rediscover it, that, that is pretty cool. Uh, but at the same time, you, you made a very persuasive argument about, about Vimmerage, and uh, yeah. I'm not going to I'm not gonna dispute your... Uh, your Canadianness. So. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, my girlfriend, who is Luxembourgish, you know, would heavily vote in favor of the Luxembourgish one. But since you're on my side, we overpower together. So we're moving on. Demi there you go, Hannah. Enjoy it, <laughs> I don't think she will, but... Uh, <laughs> moving on to the uh, second-to-last matchup. We are actually taking some time this time. I'm realizing by how much time we have left to record. Yes. But uh, Finland's Suomenlina. Okay. It is a military base uh, built to, you know... Stand up to Russia. Okay. Yeah. In the 1748, um, its name means Castle Finland. It's uh, eight little islands, six of them fortified. Yeah. It, I think it got taken over by the Russians once, though. So. Okay. It's a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised there was nothing cooler. Apparently, there is a minimum security penal labor colony who does uh, whose inmates do work on maintaining the island. Okay, uh, good on you, Finland, <laughs> in the already yeah, <laughs> medieval conditions. Yeah, and then it's against Span, uh, Spain's Cave of Altamira. I was really contra- I was really like thinking about what to put in for Spain. Yeah, because Sagrada Familia isn't finished yet, so you can't put it in. Hmm? Sagrada Familia, the church, the uh, cathedral, the Gaudi one. Right, right. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but for Spain, I was thinking of putting those really large towers in Barcelona. You mean Sagrada Familia? Oh, is that? The big oh. church. Oh, apologies. I, yeah. I, I always thought they called the Petronas Towers for some reason. But that's something else. That's in Malaysia. But they look like they've been built. I don't know why they're connected in my head. 
<laughs> but anyways, I chose the cave of Altamira, which is that cave which has those really old paintings uh, by made by the like, cave people, which I think is not politically correct to call them call them that. But uh, yeah, I think it's fine. Mm. Yeah, I think we, we yeah, call them. Did they live in caves, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Cave folk. Yeah, and they built the. I mean, if you know, like the really famous cave painting of that big red uh, bison, this is it. It's in here. Yeah, like a, kind of the meg- megalithic temples of Malta. It's um, it's pretty impressive to see like. Well, that was constructed where like art had its beginning, like to see this kind of mm. like these acts of self-expression and kind of distinguishing ourselves uh, from other species. Uh, and it's actually quite a good drawing of bison. Yeah, too. I was impressed yeah. with the drawings in there. Oh yeah, like some artistically talented cave folk <laughs> back then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, swarming in there. It's uh, not doing much for me. Yeah. Uh, the picture's not that impressive either. I guess that's kind of going against it. So I think Altamira has to go through um, and. Probably on final one. Yes, final one. The Germans uh, with their Brandenburg Gate mm-hmm. versus Portugal's Belém Tower. Okay. Have you heard of Belém Tower? I've been there. Yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. definitely knew it existed. It's yeah. basically like a little tower which is on the tip of uh, Lisbon, mm-hmm. and it's like the place where the ships go out to the New World and the place where they come back. Yeah, so it's like a really ceremonial like tower in that sense. And they have the uh, the uh, monument next to the uh, Patrão de Descobrimentos, the uh, Stone of Discoveries, which is like the mm. big statue with all like the uh, showing all the sailors going into the new world. Yeah, yeah. I I like this one. I like the story. I, I'm realizing I like a lot of Portugal's artifacts, even though they relate to exploration and you know colonialization and slave trade. But that's some cool monuments left over. So yes, it, it, it is some yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, and Brandenburg Gate is kind of a bit. Um, but it's impressive. It's I don't know. It just kind of looks like the one in San Cantonaire, really. Yeah, but this yeah. one came first, you know. I guess, yeah. And uh, I mean, I think it's a really nice piece in Berlin. It survived World War II, surprisingly, I must say. Um, yeah. I mean, not much of the top part was left. Um, they call it uh, a sank something. Uh, uh, a quadri- a quadringa is what it's called. The four things at the top. Okay. Uh, being pu- Pulling that carriage. Yeah. Um, somewhat embarrassingly, the first person to use it for like a for like a like a, one of those uh, ceremonial marches was David a, Hasselhoff. Nope, it was Napoleon. Ah, oh, that guy. Yeah, and he took the, the ceremonial he march. took that uh, quadringa to Paris with him too. Just in time for the new movie as well. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. I okay. Don't know how to feel about that one. So. Yeah, for another episode. Mm. Uh, I maybe because it's on the water too. I think I just prefer Belém Tower. Uh, I was in Berlin like very recently and. Yeah, you see the gate, you're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Mm. But, I don't know. It, didn't it, really it made a bigger impression on me. I, I liked it, but yeah. I, I do feel like it's a bit more style almost in the Portuguese little Bellum Tower. I think so, yeah. I, I think I've got to send it yeah. through. We'll move it on. I, I thought Brandenburg would, gate would go, but uh, let's go for it. Okay, next round. We're kind of, we're trying to go, we'll, we'll try to go for the next ones kind of quickly. Um, yeah, because we Just are one word. rapidly running yeah. out of time. Apologies for keeping you here a bit late. Um, so he, he's saying that to uh, the listeners as well as me. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Uh, Ireland, Cliffs of Moher versus Bulgaria, Alexander Nevsky Cathedral. I think we got to go to Cliffs. I think so too. I think I, it's, it's, it's a cathedral. It's a nice cathedral. But like for me, like uh, maybe there's the Mesquite in Cordoba in Spain. That's like, one of the few cathedrals that would justify going further. Because that's a, a cathedral yeah. and a mosque. And, and I feel like yeah. having seen so many old buildings, mm-hmm. these cliffs kind of stand out a bit more. And, exactly, you know, yeah. Gibraltar didn't make it, so. And, and Gibraltar didn't either. It's, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. tough times. Moving on. Oh, this is a very apt matchup. Um, it's Greece with their upcrop 
Acropolis of Athens versus Cyprus with their Kurion. Okay, yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't too sold on the Korean, so I, I, think yeah. I, I think I will go for the Acropolis. But what if you could go to the real one in Nashville instead? <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. The Dolly Parton Korean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was made by a Confederate guy, so... Oh. Okay. Although this one, I'm supposed some of these Roman dictators also, or Greek dictators, had some sketchy yeah, beliefs as well. Tyrants. Yeah. But I'll move it on. I think it's it, it deserves its spot. Yeah. Moving on, uh, Estonia with their walls of Tallinn versus another big circular thing, Italy's Colosseum. The walls of Tallinn look a bit more stark and cold next to the Colosseum. Yeah, I, I do think the Colosseum, again, is a classic, but you can't really argue with it, especially yeah. the fact that I didn't know about the walls of Tallinn, and it was technically second mm-hmm. choice. So I think getting to second round is already good enough for it. Yeah, and the Colosseum has, has like a fun, varied history. The walls of Tallinn have been just walls, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm maybe, sure maybe there were a few sex more. scandals involving the walls of Tallinn, so please let us know about those in the, the comments below. The, the walls of Tallinn, it's a very dangerous move, I wouldn't <laughs> advise I would carry it out unless they're professional. Here's yeah. a tougher one. Francis Eiffel Tower Uh-oh. versus Romania's Corvin Castle. The Chateau de Corvin. Okay. I think people like, like Romanians, probably like the Corvin Castle more than the French people like the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower is kind of more of a tourist trap. Uh, yeah. Thing to see. Plus you have, I almost put on the Arc de Triomphe first because I was going to do monuments first and I think mm-hmm. it's more of a monument than the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And there's also the Louvre. Yeah. And then there's also uh, the, the the church as well, uh, the one that burned Notre down. Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. Apologies. Mm. Should we do the controversial thing? Go on, Corbin yeah. Castle. I think I think we just it's it's won us over with with his, with his beauty and yeah the Eiffel Tower. It's a little bit. Um, you know what's won yeah. me over is not getting impaled by Vlad the Impaler. So uh, mm. be my guest exactly. if you disagree. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Next See, one. Let us go. What a pace. What a face, yes. Belgium's Antomium versus Poland's... Wielitschka Saltman. Yes. I think Antomium for me. Now, a bit more on defense. Uh, but, yeah, I think, you know what? Let's, you know, let's be patriotic. Because I, I think we've yeah. dissed Brussels a lot in previous episodes yeah. in Belgium. I, I actually think this is one of their best showings so far. In yeah, you know episodes. what? I agree. Come on. Let, let's show some love to the Atomium. And l- let's do a, a trip to the Atomium sometimes. <laughs> I mean, the only IMAX theater in Brussels, which is partially an IMAX theater, is right outside it. So you can see it lit up at night after you watch like a large movie there. So if you want okay. a couple of two dates in one. Spectacular. Yeah. Your travel advice there. Um, Malta's megalithic temples of Malta versus Croatia's Dubrovnik city walls. Both uh, megalithic structures. Big stone. You don't seem to be too gone on the temples, so... I think I, Cro- I think the Dubrovnik city walls it just kind of have a bit more of an air to them. Yeah, I think the city walls are kind of iconic and kind of eye-catching and, yeah. like, breathtaking, uh, I, I would argue as well. Uh, just in purely, like, visual terms. Maybe for Atomegalia temples and you feel the history would be a different yeah, story. I was looking at it a bit, but I think it's just so long gone that they don't know as much. Mm. Just some temples. Yeah, I think that, let's go Dubrovnik then. Yeah. Oh. This is a cool name. It just sounds like it needs city walls when you say Dubrovnik. It's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> Next up, we have of the Swedish Vasa versus the Canadian Vimy Ridge. I'm worried I might upset you if I don't go for Vimy Ridge. 
It's part of my identity. You know? <laughs> As of six months ago. <laughs> hey, don't, don't put it out so strongly. Uh, I think it's a very good monument. I mean, I guess this ship, you know. See, the ship is a warship. Yeah. The monument is for peace. It's a peace monument. Yes. Are okay. you for war or are you for peace? Wow, well, well, okay. <laughs> He's trying to catch me in this kind of blind, interesting tactic. Uh, ah, look, yeah, we'll go for Vimeoridge. I. Oh, really? Like, yeah, it's okay. fine. Damn, I, I would have conceded to the ship for a record, but uh, let's move it around before you change your mind. <laughs> okay, no, Jesus, yeah, you're trying to make me feel like I'm going to say warmonger if I voted for Vasa, so, yeah. Uh, Maybe because I'm running out of time too, my, <laughs> my resistance is lowered. Uh, Spain's Cave Altamira uh, versus the Portugal's Bellum Tower is our final matchup. These actually geographically kind of make sense a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Greece, Cyprus as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Belem Tower. I think the Cave of Altamira, it is ultimately just a cave. It's more right. It's more just a stuff in the walls of the cave. Right. The, this could have been done anywhere, just didn't survive as long. Yeah. That, or yeah, was like, it actually a Da Vinci-level artist? <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Or was it ancient aliens? Right. Yeah, I think mm. the Belem Tower, I think. Okay. Uh, now, I did mention this so, to some Portuguese colleagues, and they said that the... Um, the monastery across the road is, is more impressive. Ooh. Yeah. I just, mean, just to be clear. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll ask your input <laughs> next time. <laughs> Here is a two next rounds, so the final eight, I believe. Uh, or final... Eight. Yeah, final eight. Uh-huh. Um, two things on cliffs. Ireland, cliffs of Moher, and Greece on the Acropolis of Athens. Acropolis. Yeah. I think. The cliffs, I think they had a good run. Yeah, but their their charms run out in the face of something like the Acropolis. I mean, I do think it probably costs more to enter the Acropolis than it costs to enter the cliffs. So if we're being yeah. you know, financially astute. <laughs> Greece and Ireland famously two <laughs> countries very good with money. I mean, yeah. yeah. Finally up, ooh, Italy and the Colosseum versus Romania and their Corvin Castle. Uh, I think the Colosseum, I think. Yeah, this is going to make an interesting... Final little matchup. Yeah, I know. I I, I know. I, I was saying something about the Arena of Verona earlier, but the Coliseum is, is the Coliseum. Same time. Yeah, I was. I mean, I think we had a good exploration of all the little small ones, and they had good runs. So yeah. maybe we'll get a, a rogue shout from this side of the bracket. But yeah. uh, it's looking quite traditional on the other side. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, most of the really traditional ones were put on the left side. So, oh yeah, apologies. Um, Belgium and Umtomia. This time versus the Croatia's Dubrovnik city walls. Mm, it's a hard one. I'd say you can put the Antonium on a t-shirt. <laughs> well, I, I thought a t-shirt like uh, metric was dormant, but now it's back. Uh, you know, it's it's not dormant when I need it. You know. <laughs> um. God, yeah, it's, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I, I'm pretty fifty-fifty on this. Uh, I think the Antonium probably edges it. I think so too. Yeah, you gotta keep the expo right alive. This thing took like yeah. six centuries to build. It's a very nice photo as well of the Atomium. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the city walls. No, it's a nice photo of the Atomium. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Come on, Atomium. Yeah, go on. Here we go. Yeah. We'll see how far we take it before people get pissed yeah. at us. Yeah. The Sorry for loving our city, okay? <laughs> final one uh, the Vimy Ridge versus the Bellum Tower. Or Vimy Ridge Memorial, I must I, say. I think I've given you enough Vimy Ridge. I, I like the Vimy Ridge over the tower. You I gotta just say said in the last room, oh, I was happy to ditch it for a boat. So, and now all of a sudden... So, it's, it's Vimy Ridge stands for peace, right? 
And Eleven terrorist stands for, for war. Slavery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My God. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I guess if you want to. No, I think the mirror is more iconic for Canada than the Bellum Towers. Your own colleagues voted against it. That is true. That is true. But they're also very annoyed that Canada was in it. So <laughs> <laughs> this is in Europe. I gotta say. Should we do rock paper scissors for this one? Uh, yes. Let's let let let's do let's do rock. My whole nationality depends on this one. Rock paper scissors shoes. Rock paper scissors shoes. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, <laughs> paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> Rock oh. again. Rock again. Vimy Ridge moves on. He, 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 he is vindicated. <laughs> vindicated. Yeah. I, I like this. Uh, yes, I know this. Yeah, it reminds me of the Vim cleaning product. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the final four, uh, the Greek in the Acropolis, um, Italy in the Colosseum, Belgium in Antomium, and Canada in Vimy Ridge. So... Three iconic monuments in <laughs> Vimy Ridge. Yeah. It's, it's, not, uh, it's iconic for Canadians only, <laughs> just to be clear. Well, it's in Europe. That's the... I don't care. I'm just saying. It's just no, no one outside of Canada knows about this Vimy Ridge place. I think they do. I I know it in the context of Canadians being obsessed with it. That's exactly. What Where else do you know the it's like It's like Aussies in Gallipoli. Do you think they know about the Antomium? Who? Like a foreigner. Yes. I didn't know it was that nice until I visited it. Well, I, I think you should show the picture just to someone that did know it, yeah. Uh, but anyway, we, we don't have the time to, to debate these things, so... Acropolis Athens versus uh, Colosseum from Italy. Or Acropolis from Greece, apologies. God, this is a tough one. These these are are similar in some ways, but, like... I, I gotta say, the Colosseum is... It's a wreck, but it's more preserved than the Acropolis. Yes. Yeah, and I, and I think the Colosseum, too... It's been through so much, and you know, right. it's still hanging there, and it's hosting masses and concerts and the like. So I, I, I think, I think, yeah, we give it to Colosseum. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. We can't get the let the Greeks have too much in life. Also, it's just like one iconic structure. The Acropolis yeah. is kind of like a, a family of structures. Yeah, 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 yeah. And apparently, they're working on renovating the Acropolis. Yes, and they've been doing that since the 1960s or something. They'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did they get everything back from the British yet? Oh, no. no okay. No, definitely yeah. not. No, I, I saw that the other day when I was in London. It was a, a nice collection of stuff. Yeah. Uh, mm. It turns out if you steal, you, you get way nicer stuff. Okay. Here we go. Atomium versus the Ridge. This is it. This is the, the two wolves inside of you. Uh, come on. Let's, let's just do the Atomium. Well, Atomium, you know it stands for nuclear warfare. <laughs> <laughs> and Vimy Ridge, you know. Oh, Peace. my God. And then you going to say the Coliseum is where people were slaughtered and murdered. Yeah. We have a violent history <laughs> as a species, so I mean, well, you just have to as, accept that. As a Canadian, do I? Yes. Hmm. I guess yes, Canada's done many terrible things. I guess the First Nations record is not the greatest, but... Uh, yeah. Come on. Look, I'll, I'll, I, I'll I, give you I, I, I think I've been very nice letting Vimy go through. Well, the last round wasn't my choice. <laughs> I was rocking scissors. And the first round. <laughs> and that too, yes. Uh, I think, yeah, we're going to have to go to Colosseum versus Deutomium. Yeah, and matching these two up against each other in a Colosseum match, hand-to-hand combat. Antiquity, modernity. I do think this is a good matchup, though. It, yeah, it kind of shows two sides of Europe. Like, you have, like, right. the ancient history, and you have, like, the modern architecture, the World Expo. Right. Like, the kind of 20th century, we hopefully the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Let's not talk about what's happened since. It's all fine. Uh, 
But I, I, I think, yeah, it has to be the Colosseum. Yeah, I'd probably, it's very cliche. It's probably what people thought would happen. I, I was also told that I couldn't come back into work if I didn't pick the Colosseum. Oh, bias. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you were so quick in this round? <laughs> well, it was almost, I almost considered arguing for the Corbin Castle over it. Yeah, yeah. I but can, I, I but then that. I was like, I don't know how much Romanians actually like this thing. Because I should have asked my Romanian colleagues what they thought of it. Yeah, it's true. It, it could actually be a controversial choice. We're just not aware of it. Yeah, Vlad Dembiler was a controversial man, but he was kept prisoner there, so... Yeah, so mm. probably, well, that was a good thing, though. Mm. He wasn't impaling people then. Well, he wasn't protecting his homeland, either. Okay, we should focus on the Colosseum since <laughs> that actually won. Yes, Colosseum. Um, what did we learn? Lessons. Um, reflections. Uh, moments of peaceful... Arbitrary. Uh, looks. The Vimy Ridge Memorial will be twisted to frame whatever narrative you want. That's what I learned. Uh, I like the Vimy Ridge. It's yeah. cool. It's in a different country. It's in Europe. I, I like it. I, I like that it's, it's made it this far, and I, I stand by it. I don't care about the hate. Uh, Just come at him in the comments, guys. <laughs> come at him. That's, he's, he's feeling impervious. He's like St. Sebastian. He's got fart errors in him, and he won't even notice. Or St. Coleman, hung for being a spy. St. Coleman, that yeah. poor Irish tourist. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think the Colosseum, it does kind of... I think it does say that these structures have to last a bit. Because the thing about the Antomium, it could be gone in 20 years, basically. A, a good burst of wind, you know, a Belgian government a bit, you know, can't make up its mind. And, and it, it, it goes into... It goes away. It slips away. It, it, it could de think, uh, decompose. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think the fact that this thing survived for basically a thousand years on its own volition, you know, against all the elements mm -hmm. and everything, yeah. it, it's just a resilient spirit. And right Baking now, in the Italian sun for all true. that time. Yeah. yeah. No, respect, rispetto al Colosseo. That's what I would say. Classic. Yeah. yeah. Classical. Okay. Should we end this off then? Because we're, we're running a little over time. Apologies for doing our long episode. We should, um, so yeah. we any suggestions for next week? Or next, not next week. <laughs> or next for app. next, uh, I think we're doing this monthly. Um, do let us know. I have a few ideas, as always. But, um, yeah, yeah. Any, anything short? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we said no to a few topics, but yeah. Thank you, though, if you stuck us out with us for the whole thing. I hope you enjoyed our choices. Please let us know where you disagree with what you would have done yourself, what you would have done better. And yeah, I hope to catch you soon. No, no goodbye from you. Goodbye. There we go. <laughs>